1: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast.
2: Welcome back Packers fans to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Happy Thursday. We're one day away from the weekend and we are very close to Green Bay Packers training camp. It is your Thursday, Pack-A-Day podcast crew i am jason perrone your co-host of the quick slants podcast at game on wisconsin along with mark eckel of packer report mark it always seems like training camp is so far away when the season ends in well we hope february but usually it's in january but now here we are we're days away from training
1: camp yeah it's here and i know i've said this before i'll say it again there's not much of a f- off-season anymore in, in football. Like you said, the season ends in January, February. There's a little break, and then you have free agency. And then and then, and then right from free agency, you have the draft. And then you have a mini-camp. And there's another short break, and then bang, it's training camp. And, and guess what? It's not going to be long, and it's going to be Packers-Vikings opening day.
2: Yeah, which is great. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Let's get that first. Let's get let's get that first W out of the way.
1: Right. um, You know, it's it's football's just it's 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 almost year round. now.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, that would that would be fine with me. I feel like the NBA is year round, but I wish the NBA was I loved it as much as I do professional football. So. All right. So we've got a gaggle of weather. I mean, seriously, I don't know. At some point we're going to we're going to set a record and and it's going to be a ton. So let's. Let's jam through it, going from as far east to as far west as we can go. We start all the way in Oslo, Norway, with our friend Robin Erickson, who says, on my veranda in Oslo, the temperature is 80 degrees Fahrenheit, blue skies, and sunny. That sounds delightful. Although, I don't know, when we get to you, Mark, you know you might be enjoying something similar there, no, obviously. Not as good
1: as I'm now. Norway's the best right Interesting. now. Interesting.
2: So far. So far it is. So far. so far it is. All right. Well, then we've got our... We have our friend Ricard from Sweden who uh, chimes in here and let's see, he said some days recently we've had a high of 58 with showers some thunder and lightning. Um, and then, uh, and I'm assuming that that's not Celsius. That sounds uh, very Fahrenheit ish, right? The heat wave from said, uh, let's see the heat wave from South Europe will hit Stockholm. and it's going to be as hot as 93 degrees. We'll get tropical nights. He's got that in, in, uh, uh, Fahrenheit, which means it doesn't drop below 68 degrees in the evening. So it's always so interesting to listen to all these different places and talk about the, the temperatures. And I'm like, that sounds heavenly to somebody who lives in Phoenix. I guess the record for the highest temperature in Sweden was in 1947. It was 102 Fahrenheit. So they're not quite there, but kind of starting to move in that direction there. So we've got Norway, we've got Sweden, and then we have to go to our um our friend rolf right i'm trying to keep all these straight it's really more about the geography than anything in copenhagen 88 degrees fahrenheit today and tomorrow and uh son seems to be holding out on his birth perhaps until training camp oh his wife didn't have his baby have the baby no we
1: were yeah we congratulated him last week and because he, he, he said it was gonna be like he thought that was the day and it's, i guess he's gonna be late he didn't happen like-
2: did not happen. Well, we have two entries from Germany. So cool. we have we have Istvan, and I'm sure I might be pronou- pronouncing that not pronouncing that correctly, but um, he reaches out, first-time uh, weather reporter, coming off the hottest day of the year with triple-digit temperatures. It's another uh, European weather report in western Germany, high of 73, low of 57. Uh, that is today. And rain, perhaps the whole day. Can't wait for it to finally be cooler. It sounds like they had quite a heat wave that came through. And then we got another report from Germany, and this is from uh, now. It's it says uh, at Packers Felix, so I assume it's Felix. I could be wrong yeah. there, but same thing. Heat wave in Germany, and it sounds like uh, cloudy, eighty nine degrees. Uh, it's still no rain yet. So, two kind of varying regions of of Germany there, right? And yeah, then uh, I and then I just got one. This is interesting. I just got one for Brian Solar. Now Brian lives in Virginia, but he's okay. actually been spending the week in the UK. He went to the British Open and he said it was 104 degrees in London, the hottest temperature ever recorded in the United Kingdom. And he got to be there for it. Doesn't that sound sweltery? Wow. Cause you know, it's gotta be humid. They're right there. I mean, they're surrounded by oh, water. Yeah. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be a humid 104 degrees. So it's hot over there in yes. Europe. And then we come stateside and we've got Mark Eckel What's going on over at Myrtle beach?
1: Well, first, let me give you. I have an extra one too. I, I talked to some people today back in the Philadelphia area, and they're going through a heat wave as well. They're on the, it's it they're 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 Arizona like. They're they're in the midst of what is, what is expected to be five or six straight days of 100 degrees uh, weather. Jeez. And he and 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 of course it's humid. It's always humid there this time of year. Um, so there, it's it's hot there. Um, down here in Myrtle Beach it's been God, I feel like it's cold compared to all these other numbers I'm hearing. We've been in the, in the high 80s, um, kind of on and on rain nah, it's rained every day in the last for the last few days, but not like all day rain. It's been like um, nice all day then at around 530 ish or so we got a little bit of the clouds start to roll in and we got a little shower. And then it stops, and it's you know, then you know, it's, it's like it's hotter, and that that just brings more humid. It brings it makes it more humid when it rains, but or like some days it's rained in the morning, and it's cleared up. So we've had rain, uh, like I said, almost every day, but not all day rain that ruins your day, kind of.
2: Got it. Okay, I actually forgot one too. Gerage out in oh. Brussels. I I forgot about Gerage. so I, I'm sorry. I apologize, Gerage. We did not get you in geographical order, so my apologize apologies. But Brussels, Belgium, almost never happens. 100 degrees and sunny. Well, I guess global warming is a real thing. I don't know. And it's just, it's hot just hot in Europe. That's it's, just
1: hot. Well, it's July. I mean, it's, if it's going to be this, you know, if it's this hot in in April, we got a problem. But July's hot.
2: Jeez, unbelievable! Actually, other it sounds days, like that's what it was earlier in the week, and then he says it dro- it'll drop down to around 90s over the weekend, but still just
1: warm, hot stuff. I don't stuff. know. I don't. I don't know about the other six days a week. Um, I'm sure everybody. They. they I mean, the Pack of Day is a great, great podcast. It's in, that's why we it, it does so well, and we're ranked on the Apple list and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but I'm amazed at how many European listeners we have. It's incredible. I mean, Kudos. And, and and like I remember when when I used to write years and years and years ago prior, you know, before internet. I mean, I'm, I'm old. I, you know, before we knew who was reading what and how much they were doing and all this, you know, so you, when you couldn't track things, you would get letters, right? Or um, then you start, you know, when internet first started, you, you'd get an email from a, like a reader, you know, talking about your story or agreeing and disagreeing. And your bosses will always say, for every one reader, for, for every letter you you get, that's a, that's like between twenty to twenty five people. Like not because not everybody's not going to write a letter. Everybody's not going to email. Like everybody's not going to call us with their weather, or email us with their weather, or Twitter us with you know tweet us with their their weather. Right. But if, if we were getting a lot. So I mean, so I'm just amazed at how many European European fans and listeners that we have cuz these are just the ones that are letting us know so i mean there's there's got there's there's more you know
2: right well ricard in sweden sent me a picture of himself sporting a jordy nelson throwback jersey on a patio somewhere and he had this phenomenal looking dinner it looks like beef of some kind with like traditional fries dipping sauces and he's got a stein with beer <laughs> uh which is which is awesome just so so incredible so they sported they're very proud of oh yeah and, of, and again their... I'm,
1: listen i didn't, I didn't mean that. that that may have come across a little um egotistical i don't mean uh, I'm, I'm i'm not taking you i'm not giving you and i the credit for this i'm saying the the passion pack, you know the packers are so popular in europe that people listen to us talk, yeah. to talk about you know to hear about them
2: no it's awesome and um, I, I although
1: I, they probably listen to I
2: love it. Like that consistent. means tw- at right. any time of the day or, you know, 24 hours around the clock, you know, we're, we're being listened to at some point. So do your best work always. Cause you never know who's listening.
1: So then in green Bay, I want, more, I want more weather from, how can we have, we're getting weather from, from Brussels and, and, and Germany and Sweden and Norway. We don't get any from like, you know, Iowa. <laughs> Or, or, you know, Illinois. Well, you you do get the guy yeah. from 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 northern Illinois. Brian Balaga, Iowa. Give me some from California. I want I want somebody from you know. Uh, you know, it's
2: hot in Cali. It's hot and sunny as usual, and all that jazz. Yeah, I like I like the I like northern the weather. California. I like I like the different places we have. They're kind of unique. I mean, oh yeah, that's cool too. In I
1: mean, Greek. it's really cool. I, 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 it's just, it, it amazes me how we're getting it from from all over. The... Oh, or, or now we need some. We have Europe covered, and Asia. Australia. Oh, let me, let me I'm sorry. We did get uh, Australia
2: they, once. Well, yeah. We need some South America. We, we need, need some, some South you know, America. Yeah, South Brazil. America.
1: I want, come on. There's got to be somebody in Rio listening to us, right?
2: Give me, give me something from Asia, Russia, something. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: yeah. Give me a yeah. Give me something from from uh, Cambodia. Yeah, some somewhere <laughs> Vietnam, wherever.
2: So, Green Bay, 88 degrees, sunny, no rain. Okay. Sounds beautiful, right? Rookies report on Friday, it'll be ninety degrees welcoming them into Good. the frozen tundra at Lambeau Field, and then early next week when the when the veterans report Monday, Monday, Tuesday, let's assume Tuesday, Tuesday, um, Wednesday. Um, Wednesday's first practice. fifty percent mean. chance of showers 70, 79 or eighty degrees
1: that's That's not bad. No, that's it's not, not bad. too
2: bad. So that's green that's Green Bay, and then um, if we come all the way over here in the in the Phoenix area. 109. Actually, it's going to get up to 112. <laughs> Partly sunny, though, so we'll get a little break from the sunshine. But 112, it's the throes of summer. What can I say? We had a big-time monsoon storm over this past weekend. It was uh, very, very dusty, and those storms actually don't rain a lot. It's mostly just wind and dust that blows around. Then you'll get a little smattering of rain, and that just does enough to cake all the dust on your car. It makes it look terrible. It's This is one of those times of year where it's like, it's This This is where, like I said, this is where you all have the bragging rights. I don't. So that won't pick up again for me again until late October. So it is what it is. But rounding everything out, as always, is our friend in Kamloops, Canada. Harry, who says high of 91, low of 64, will enjoy this cold spell before the heat hits this weekend where we will get to 100. So, I mean, some locations I would have never thought ever got into triple digits like Canada. And I didn't know if it ever got that. I mean, I know it gets hot. You know, I've I've seen some Wimbledon where it's like, they look really hot and sweaty. And that's in, in uh, that already happened. That was like in early July, right? That's usually right around the 4th of July. So we know it gets hot in the UK, but that's like triple digits hot. And we're talking about all these records that are being set. And so there's a lot of heat, a lot of heat (laughs) going across Europe, but um, we alluded to it already training camp starting. It's going to get real. The rookies report first. They will come in on Friday, uh, it was announced on thir- on uh, Wednesday, actually. Sorry, on Wednesday, that Christian Watson signed his contract. That used to be big news way back in the day, but now that the contracts are almost set by a formula, that's there's no thought that goes into it. That is more of a formality than it is newsworthy. Although I know not every pick signs at the at the same time. So Christian Walker signed his his uh, or uh, Watson signed his contract. You can tell I'm looking at a list of rookies right now, and that's what we're going to talk about today, and Mark, I'll let you lead it. We're going to talk about the rookie class, and you've got some questions, some, uh, I guess, superlatives with regards to the rookie class that we can go through and answer some burning questions regarding this incoming class in 2022, so where do we want to start?
1: Well, first, let me just say about about Watson. yeah, it is a formality, all the picks signed now, it's not like it used to be, but it is, I mean, it was kind of weird that, I mean, like, they had all their picks signed, like, within a week to 10 days after the draft, they had everybody, just about everybody signed. And I think there was one other one that signed maybe two weeks after that. And Watson was the last one. I mean, it was, I was almost starting to think like, hmm, is his agent trying to do something stupid here or what? I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's, you know, what's up here? <laughs> just sign, you know, what's, this is what the deal is. So fortunately it, it did get done. Cause that's the last thing he needs or he, the last thing he would have needed would, would be to miss. Even a day or two, I mean, a guy like him coming from North Dakota State. Um, I mean, even even the guys coming from Georgia can't afford to miss any time, but especially, you know, a guy that they're they're, they're kind of counting on to, to play some as a rookie. And like I said, making the, the, the jump that he's making from, um, you know, a small school to the NFL, you know, he needs to be there. He, he needs to be at every practice and, and get as many reps in as he as he can. So anyway, um, yeah, what I, I thought since the rookies are, are coming in Friday and it's going to be a, and the Packers have a bunch of rookies this year between their draft picks or undrafted free agents, uh, we would do, I would ask, a, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw a question at you, um, you'll give me your guy and I'll either agree or disagree or I'll, or give you my guy. So let's start with which rookie of the Packers rookies, and it could be draft pick, whatever you want. Do you think will make the biggest impact this rookie season? That is, and, I, a... and, get, and with that, you know the Packers don't like always. They like to ease rookies in sometimes, mm-hmm. so they're not like. And and when you're good, that ha, that's that's a good thing. You don't, you're not forced to play a rookie right away sometimes. But of the Packers class, which give me your biggest impact? You know, it's
2: interesting. I could answer this from the standpoint of who I want it to be, who I think it'll be, and who the Packers need it to be. Okay. Well,
1: you um, pick whatever one you want.
2: Right. Well, well, I like
1: I like the fact that you that you broke it down that way.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different a- aspects we can we can uh, to bring it in from because those the answer to all those can be different, and I, while they do like to ease rookies in, I do think that this particular rookie class is going to um, they may not end up playing a ton but i can see there being more opportunities than past rookies classes uh recent rookie classes for some of these players to get on the field right away so for example
1: keep in mind last year after i said the packers only three rookies for the the most part three rookies started where they had three rookie starters stokes i mean he didn't he didn't start day one right but it was only a matter of time before Kevin King got got hurt, and he would be starting. And so he was, he was a starter. Eric Stokes was a starter. Josh Myers was st- started until he got hurt, and then as soon as he got healthy, he started again. Mm-hmm. And Royce Newman started every game of the, of the regular season. So they had they had three rookie starters last year right. on, a, on a on a team that won thirteen games.
2: Yeah, and they did they did pretty well. And I think we have the chance to see a bunch of a bunch of time from the rookies this year. So, well, which one do I think will make the biggest impact. So for me, this comes down to who's going to get the most opportunity um, right. that that's realistic right away, right now. You may not agree with, with uh, all of these. Cause I know we've talked no. about Sean Ryan, for example, mm-hmm. um, I, to me, the answer to this question came down to between Devontae Wyatt and Christian Watson, because I think they're both, I think Watson's going to get a ton of opportunities because the Packers have, they have to get some production from him. They can't just shelve him and, and bring him along too incredibly slowly, although maybe they will. But I, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities because of the loss of Devontae Adams. By by the virtue of the opportunities that he'll get, it could be him. I just don't... I need to see a little bit more from him in training camp in a live environment against some good defenders. And can he hang on to the ball? Can he can he do the things that we want him to do? I think Devontae Wyatt comes in and is the most chiseled, ready to go, can step in and be productive, Right away from the beginning, so from that standpoint, for that, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Wyatt. I mean, I'd love for it to be Quay Walker because there's so many things that they can do with him on defense. That if he does end up being the answer to this question, this defense could probably take a jump, which is which is really really good. They may need Sean Ryan to be that guy, depending on the tackle situation, right? You like every guy. (laughs) yeah so that that's why I I said there's so many angles I could tackle it from but you know final answer for me is Devontae Wyatt just because I think he's so pro the most pro ready out of all of them and he's going to get a chance to play
1: good choice why I mean there's no yeah I I like I mean you know the the Packers don't usually take a guy that's a little older and why it was but that even is more of a reason why you you would think he is more like you said ready to play um, but I am I'm gonna go Walker, and I thought about look, all the guys you mentioned as well, why in in particular. But I I just think they're gonna use Walker's gonna be on the field a lot. I, I think I think he's gonna you know be next to Campbell a lot when they go with the with two with a two inside linebacker look. Uh, I think he's gonna play some outside. I think he's going I think when it's all said and done, he's he may get the third most snaps at outside linebacker. Um, you know, Smith and Gary obviously being one and two, but I, I have a feeling that, that when they go to certain packages, they'll move him outside and let him rush mm-hmm. the quarterback. Cause I think he can do that. Um, I just think he's a, he's so versatile. Um, I think Joe Barry just can't wait to use him in different ways. He hasn't had a guy like that. Um, the Packers haven't had a, haven't, haven't had a guy like him. I mean, Campbell a little bit, but Campbell's more of a, of your straight little, you know, inside he I don't think he, they don't blitz him too often. Um, I think with, with Walker, they can use, like, like I said, they can, I think they'll blitz him. I think they'll drop him in coverage. Um, I think they'll have him just, you know, set the edge. I think they'll, they'll, I think they'll do a lot of things with him. And I think he's going to be, 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 be pretty good at it. So he's he's my guy for the. And, and I mean, I'm not going on a limb here. He was their first pick. So you would hope your first pick makes an impact.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and that that might have been part of the reason why the Packers haven't been as active in adding any pieces to their edge rush room because they see Walker playing a role and playing a part. Because we talked about it last week, there's a lot of question marks behind Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. So really? hopefully, if he can be productive, that's great. I mean, if it's if it's him versus Wyatt to try to outdo each other, then please compete the keep yeah. compete the hell out of each other. To right. be as good as possible, because the defense will certainly benefit from it. So, all right, so you have Quay Walker, I have Devontae Wyatt, both first rounders. That seems to bode right. well if the Packers drafted right. So, where are we going next?
1: Next, all right, I'm gonna let's take that, let's go, let's flip it. Which rookie are you really not? So, I mean, and I'm I'm gonna rule the lower picks and and the undrafted free. Eight. I mean, you you could say if you want to pick one of them, that's I'm not gonna yell at you, but, but of the rookies, which one are you not so sure about?
2: Well, for me, I guess it would be Tariq Carpenter because I just, I, I we've, everybody else seems to have like i have I've, I've either heard some thing about them. We've seen them do something on the field. And, and for me, Tariq Carpenter just seems like kind of a, kind of a question mark. I mean, I, I think the Packers obviously like him. They, they drafted him and they do need some depth at safety. We talked about the safety position. It's kind of like edge rusher. There's not a whole lot behind the starters, Savage and Amos. So, but Tariq Carpenter, we just don't know much about him. So, for me, out of out of all the draft picks, and this includes Samari Terre the last pick who came in, but it's like you could see a path to him potentially contributing on special teams. Now, he might not make it; he may not end up on the team. But I can see a path there. Whereas with Tariq Carpenter, yeah, I mean, I could, I, I won't. I'm not saying he's a not necessarily a, a lock to make the team, or or if he is, but. I just am I'm not sure what he is and what he can do at this level. So I'll be be really curious. I hope the Packers hit if they find a gem there because I'm going to assume he's going to play on special teams if he's on the roster. And if he can contribute there, that's helpful because the Packers need all the help they can get there. they got a lot of work to do to improve. And then if you add some depth at safety as well and he can give you as good as or better than what Henry Black gave you, fantastic pick in the later rounds.
1: Okay. Um, I don't agree with that, but Uh, because i'll get to that later but my guy and this is going to bother people but i I gotta say it because i'm still i didn't like i wasn't crazy about it when they made the pick uh i hope i'm wrong i really hope i'm wrong about this i've been saying it since the day two of the draft but christian watson i i I don't know I, i it wasn't the guy i wanted um like you said, you mentioned earlier, his, his hands. I know he runs fast, but there's a lot of guys that run fast that, yeah. you know, didn't make it in the NFL.
2: Who did you who uh, did you want them to take? Just have you told? I can't remember who you wanted
1: at wide receiver,
2: or just on at, at that spot or at that pick.
1: Well, I didn't want to. Try, I didn't want to, I didn't. If they move up that, I didn't. I didn't expect them to trade both twos and move up. I would have. I would have kept both twos and taken. I'm not sure who fell, but. I, I wanted Pickens from Georgia, or um, uh, I can't think of his name now. The kid from um, South Alabama. Um, well, I can't think of his name. Tolbert. Okay. I wanted them in the low, and I and I would have taken. I might have taken both of them if they were both there and the two picks, or I would have taken the tight end from Colorado State.
2: Yeah. Okay. Down low. I mean, so I, I did to your... take both
1: second round picks to move up for for Watson. Now again. You know, listen. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong. I'm, I'm hoping they're right and I'm wrong, and they very well may be. But this is our podcast, and ask me a guy that I'm not sure about, it's, it's still Christian Watson because I just don't. It's a big jump, and, and, and we're talking about rookie year. We're talking about rookie year. Not, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not talking forever and ever and ever. You know, again, it's a you know how I am I I like Georgia I like Alabama I like Michigan I like Ohio State NDSU is not that no no it's not it's 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 minor leagues how much of your how much of
2: your take Mark real quick I didn't mean to cut you off but how much of your take is based on where he was drafted just just a spitball percentage
1: oh most of okay yeah if they took him you know they moved I mean they basically took him in the first round I mean they traded
2: Two second round picks. They moved up big time. Yeah, they did. They traded I mean, some assets for it.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot on him, and I, like I said, it's, it's a, I, and again, I know I have a, I have a terrible prejudice against little schools, small, and, I, and I've, you know, and there's been, I, and I've been proved, you know, there, and there's, and you, I'm, I'm sure there's people listening to me now saying, oh, what about this guy? What about that? Yeah, I know. There's Gary, Gary Rice went to Mississippi Valley State. Walter Payton went to wherever he went, Jackson State or somewhere. Yes, I know. There's been great players from small schools that have done that have been Hall of Famers. And and listen, I hope Christian Watson's the next one. But Mark echo personally, if I was in if if I was ever a general manager or, or a director of clouds, I would not. I would take the kid from Alabama or the kid from LSU or the kid from Georgia or the kid from Ohio State ahead of the kid from you know Delaware and pedigree. North Dakota State and James Madison and all those places. And guess what? I'm going to miss on Jerry Rice, but I'm going to be right 90, ninety-nine time, other times out of out of the hundred. I'm going to miss the one out of a hundred Jerry Rice and the one out of a hundred Walter Payton, but I'm going to get. I'm going to not miss. I'm not going to make mistakes on the hundreds of other small school guys that didn't make it. You know, you know what? what? You know what,
2: Mark. I, I I I'm kind of cheating here, but um, you know what? I should have said what instead of tree Carpenter. <laughs> Who is Walker? Rashid Walker. Walker. I completely forgot about Rasheed Walker, the offensive oh, the tackle Walker out of Penn State 50. University.
1: Now, I'm not sure he makes I mean he's fifty fifty to make the roster.
2: So that I, I had I known that, because I do think that Carpenter's gonna get a chance to play special teams, and I think there's more opportunity that's gonna be there for him. I'm gonna change my answer to Rasheed Walker. I I cheated. I know I went I okay. went back on it, but yeah, sure. um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Walker. I'll give, I'll it's give funny him... that you
1: that you mentioned him as I'm not sure about. Um an old friend of mine, um, covered pen covers pencer you know he, he i think he still covers him mm-hmm. i'm not sure he, he doesn't he, he used to cover him all like a, he was a beat guy now he just does some stories on him and stuff but mm-hmm. uh he's also a big packers fan and we were we were actually talking late last week i guess it was about something else and i said hey by the way i said you know what do you think of that kid the packers took out of penn state we hadn't talked in a while i said the, the, the walk tackle he's like seventh round not a bad gamble i said Yeah, and some people had him going like a lot earlier right and he's like yeah that, that, that would have been a, that would have been a mistake he said i you know i he said that listen he says the kid's got a lot of ability and a lot of there's there's you you see a lot of good things but he's never he's never got he's never really lived up to it he's he's kind of been an underachiever so to so someone that you're not sure about an underachiever would kind of fit that, not being sure about him. Right?
2: Yeah, but you know, to your point though, I think, I think you said it last week that Stenovic. I mean, you know, you're betting you're betting yes. against one of the best offensive line coaches in the in the league that he can't get something. I mean, look what he did with Josh Nyman. and yep. not everybody's going to be that. But you know, maybe Walker comes in and well,
1: that's and, what he said. That's what that's what the guy said. He goes like, you know, if anybody can get the most out of this, it's, it's Stenovic and Buck. yeah. I mean, they they look what they, you're right. Look what they've done. Look what they've done. You know, John Runyon Jr. was a low sixth round pick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They've turned him into a pretty good starting guard.
2: Man, I, I'm telling you right now, I have no scientific or like stats or any any kind of uh, impressive rationale behind it, but I love that pick from the beginning and have only loved it more since. I just, yeah, I, mean- I, I just, I just, I'm like a Runyon, man, he was an SOB. His dad was an SOB to play against. Oh, absolute yeah. SOB to play against. Well, I mean
1: I I like the pick cuz I'm friends with his dad. So I mean, I uh, that that was I was like, hey, they can And his dad, dad kid, is a night
2: and like, you know, his dad's a Hall of Fame left tackle. I mean, that's, you know, right totally or, or was he a right tackle? Right tackle. Yeah, yeah, Hall Hall of Fame tackle. I mean, that's that's a very impressive career. They're different positions, but kid smart. Well, John
1: Jr. played tackle at Michigan. Packers
2: yeah. made him a guard. But he's he's just he's he's smart. And, and being able to jump inside and play guard. I mean, that's, that just shows the versatility. Again, that's a little bit of that Ted Thompson mentality coming where it's like, get the versatile, get the versatile guy and put your best five out there. So, all right. So no, you I'm have, wrong. so you have, well, you had Watson as your.
1: Yeah. The guy I'm still not sure about. I'm sure about,
2: maybe. and then I, I've got, i got, I switched from Carpenter
1: to Rasheed Walker. So I but guess I'm we'll, not sure about him either, but I'm, that's, uh, you know, a high second-round pick is a little more worrisome than a low seventh-round pick, but to, to not be sure about. But I, again, I, and again, I hope I'm wrong about why. I, I really, I want him to come out and have a great first game, even just as, and I'll say thank you, and I'm, I'll be happy to say great pick, right? <laughs> I, I was wrong. I'm glad you yeah. took him. I wouldn't have, but you know, like I said, I'm, I, I'll miss on every small school guy.
2: It's good to be wrong when it's for the right reason. You now again,
1: when I say small school. I don't mind if you're in the sixth round and you take a flyer on a kid from wherever, that's fine. You know, at that point you're throwing, you're, you're looking for, for a steal. Sec was a second or third pick in a second round. I'd rather have the kid from, you know, the bigger school. Um, all right. So let's, let's, let's switch. Let's switch down the other way. Okay. we're going to go, we're going back and forth here. Okay. Give me your biggest surprise. Like now, now we said Walker, we, we, we both put Walker and Watson to make impacts now that I wouldn't, that wouldn't be a surprise because they're first round picks. We hope they do that. But give me a surprise. Give me a guy that, of, of all the rookies that at the end, like last year, it would have probably been Royce Newman, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, starting every game as a fourth round pick. Two years ago it would have been Runyon, you know, like you said, or whatever, you know, guy coming to sixth. So give me your surprise. It could be an undrafted guy.
2: I'm struggling with this one. I as soon as you told us what the categories were going to be, I've been I've been struggling with this one. Part of me wanted to go with Romeo Dubs, but I think I'm going to go with uh Kingsley Enigbari. Because again, I know that Walker's going to get a chance to contribute, but they're going to, you know, they need him. They're going to need that depth. He's going to get opportunities. He's going to get a chance. So let's see if let's see if he can make something happen. I mean, 6 258.
1: Oh, he has, yeah, he looks like it. He looks the part. There's no doubt about that
2: and his name is Kingsley and I know that Kiki wasn't around very long but when he made plays he made them in bunches so uh hopefully hopefully he can but I think it's going to come down to that opportunity and I'm also hinging a little bit of hope on it here too cuz the Packers like I said they really need they really need some production from that uh from from the young guys there they need to build up some depth there and if they're right and Walker can give them something and Anikbari can give them something now all of a sudden by the end of this season we could be talking about how did we could we how would we have never known back when we were doing our last show of the off season in late July, that this position group was going to be so strong because of the production that they got from the rookies.
1: All right. Uh, I, I, again, I hope you're right. I like um, that could be, he could, that would be a nice pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, and he has, like he, like you said, he has the size, he has the athleticism. Um, now it's was just a matter of taking it from, the college level and he played a made he played it you know he played in the sec he he went against some of the best tackles in the nation every week after week so um a lot of the guys that he went against are gonna he's gonna see him again in the nfl because they were all drafted too so that's not a bad thing so my surprise is going to really surprise you because it's 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 Tariq carpenter okay i think he's going to be the guy you know how when we've talked about special teams in the past and I've, and I've said, you know, they need a guy they need. And I, I, again, I, I know people probably hate me comparing things to the Eagles, but it's what I know. It's what I covered for 30 years. Ike Reese made a difference. John Harbaugh made the biggest difference. And I think Rich Bisaccia, I compared to John Harbaugh and in in, in coming in and changing the whole culture and changing schemes and, you know, him alone will make it a little bit better. Um, but you need certain guys, and you need guys that know that Ike Reese came in. Now, at first, you know, he was a fifth-round pick out of Michigan State. He wanted to play some defense. He, he, you know, he didn't come in, but he realized, you know, that the Eagles' defense was was pretty stacked at that point, and he wasn't going to get a lot of time on, on defense. And they, they did use him sometimes in certain pack, nickel packages or whatever, but he was going to be the star of the special team from his rookie year. And he did, and he, and he embraced that role. He became a Pro Bowl special teams player and Eagles special teams went from terrible to pretty good to top three every year. Well, I think Carpenter is that guy. I think he's the Ike Reese of the Green Bay Packers. He he played special teams at Georgia Tech, which a lot of guys a lot of guys you draft out of college didn't play special teams because they were, you know, they played eighty nine percent of the plays on 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 defense or whatever. They didn't put him on special. You know, they didn't have. They couldn't do that. Well, this kid played a lot of special teams, and he was pretty good at it. He's big. I mean, he's he's what he's six three two thirty. That's 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 great size. He's a he's a safety line, but He's that hybrid safety linebacker. Packers are calling him a safety, but I think he, I think you can call him whatever you want. He, he's he's going to be on special teams. I think he's going to make a difference. I really do. I think he's going to he's going to be the guy on special teams that's forcing a fumble on a on a return maybe or or jacking a guy up on a kickoff return behind the, you know, at the 18-yard line, or maybe maybe blocking a punt. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just think he's going to be – they're looking for that guy to be a, to be a special team star. Um, I think Keyshawn Nixon is going to be – is going to do a lot of good things as well, but in a different way. I think he's going to be more of your, you know, gunner and that kind of – you know, he's a smaller – he's a corner. I think this kid could, could be that, that special team standout. That's all I'll say. I think you he's going to – uh, yeah, so that's my surprise.
2: I, I hope you're right. And actually, I should correct myself, because um, Matt LaFleur said earlier this season that uh, Carpenter's actually going to start out working with the inside linebackers. Yeah, I So see he's listed that, as an he's, ILB. He's so big, yeah. Yeah, 6'3", 230. He's going to get a chance at ILB. And then I think if, if he can give you some quality snaps, and they like what he does, and he's more athletic and more versatile, then maybe that's your replacement for chris barnes i mean, i like chris barnes but if you can get more athletic faster i
1: know quicker, barnes is making the team they're not going to cut barnes no they you know, will they no, they'll keep him but i mean oh, like i'm right.
2: just saying long term you know eventually you're, you're always trying to restock the cover again
1: i don't care i don't care if carpenter ever plays a snappy defense
2: right like i said just I, be a special team stud
1: be the star be that be that uh, who's the guy in buffalo that buffalo had all those years steve tasker steve tasker he yeah. didn't play he played special teams like i said i i use like reese as the as the comparison who did make he did play you know, I, I don't want to shortchange. Like he, he did. He was the guy that, hate to say it, but he's the guy that put pressure on Favre in the in the overtime game that when when Favre threw the pick to Brian Dawkins, it was like Reese that that came on the blitz that made Favre throw it a little sooner or whatever. Whatever the hell Favre was thinking, I don't know. Um, and, you know, in and overtime after they after the Eagles tied it. Um, so yeah, I mean he he made some plays on, but. Basically, he was just a great special teams player, you know, mm-hmm. um, even even like other things, like, like throwing the key block that that springs dubs on a long punt return or spring. You know, there's a lot of things that a good special teams player does. I mean, it's not just making ta- I mean, it is obviously making tackles and forcing turnovers and throwing the key block that springs your return guy or um, I just think there's, you know, that the Packers need a guy. They need someone. They haven't had anyone. I mean, Summers was okay. I mean, he was probably one of their better ones, and, but he, but he was the, he was the best on a bad unit. They need they need somebody to be the best on a better unit, you know? Right. So anyway, all right. right. And on my, my my last category. And this is just this is certainly this is just a personal thing now. Who's your favorite rookie?
2: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. Straight up. Who's your favorite rookie? Well,
1: doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be a guy that's going to, you know, just your favorite. Well, when you pick, when they pick them, you said, Hey, I like that. pick.
2: Okay. Well, this is, this is where you and I are going to, you know, polarize a little bit here. Cause it's going to uh-huh. be between Quay Walker. Cause he's the first overall pick. And it's hard for me not to want and, and want to love and actually try to love the first pick in the, in the draft by the team and Christian Watson. So it's between, it's between mm-hmm. those, it's between those two for me. And I think pick wise, I'm going to I'll go with Watson just simply because coming in, he was probably the most the the player I was most familiar with that I would have been okay with the Packers drafting. So you like. So I I, yeah, I was okay with it. I I know that there's a lot of question marks and he's no guarantee to make it and we could very easily be eating it. But I am excited. And I also we need to be because he's going to have to bring something this year. I mean, they still got Lazard and Cobb. And, uh, you know, some of their, their, and you know, we'll see what Sammy Watkins ends up being if, in doing if, if, you know, if he hopefully makes the team, I know that sounds silly to some, but I don't know. I mean, if, if they end up being good and, and then, okay, then you don't have to really lean on Watson too much. If, if Robert Tunyon surprises us and ends up available and you've got the running backs healthy, okay. Then you, then you don't have to force feed Christian Watson and you can bring him along slowly and take some of the pressure off and let him build up some confidence and get some catches when it's not as as crunch time but I'm I'm most excited about Christian Watson just because if he turns into that home run threat the Packers have not had since prime Jordy then that's that's helpful it's helpful now hopefully the quarterback still has the ability to get the ball deep and find his receiver deep I mean you know he's gonna be 39 this year and I don't think his arm is the same as it was 15 years ago nor is any of ours but I'm most excited about Christian Watson because uh kind of Touted, mocked. I shouldn't say touted, mocked to the Packers quite a bit. They clearly like him. The scouting the scouting department hasn't let us down too too much. They've made some mistakes, they haven't let us down too much. So I think there's a lot to to be hopeful for there, and that's 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 why he, he's my pick for favorite.
1: Hmm. Okay, well you know he's not mine, so we're not agreeing on that one. Um, I have a really off the wall one. Uh, I, I'm not going to say he's my favorite, but it, it may. Be, but my off-the-wall favorite is the long snapper Coco, Okay, Coco. Okay. Wow. That is off-the-wall. Only because they need a long snapper. telling they can't go. I mean, they brought up Steven telling during the year, and he was worse than Bradley. Right. He, he certainly wasn't any better than Bradley. Right. And, and I love the name, right? I <laughs> like a guy named Coco. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of my favorite. Like I'm, I'm kind of rooting for him to win the long snapping job. I love his story that he was a, he was a walk-on at college. Um, didn't get a scholarship till his last year. And you know, I like stories like that. You know, now he's undrafted. He's, you know, he comes and he, he, you know, he, they brought him in for a workout. I mean, they, they, they didn't even sign him as an undrafted guy. They, they brought him in when they had that rookie minicamp. They just, they brought him, and they and he looked. They, they looked at him and said, hey, he's, he's not bad. And they kept him. So, you know, as, as a way off the wall pick, that, that's my guy. But my favorite in terms of the play, you know, the main more mainstream is Wyatt, because he's a guy that um, I saw Georgia play a lot this year. And I just every I, I it seemed like the games I watched, he was always doing something. And I kept saying, man, that'd be nice. If the Packers could 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 get him. Um, like Jordan Davis got a lot of the attention, and and the other uh, Walker, who was the first pick of the draft. And I knew they weren't getting either one of them because they were both, you know, I'm pretty sure the Packers were going to be picking, you know, too low to get either one of those guys. And I was right. They picked. I thought they'd be picking even. I thought I was thinking they were. Going, I was hoping they were going to be picking 32nd. Um, but you know, that didn't happen. But I kept saying, you know why it could be a guy that goes mm-hmm. in that low first round range. Um, sure enough. Maybe there's a chance or maybe they'll move up. And, you uh, know, so he, I believe it or not, he was a guy that I, I did watch and I, I just liked the way he played. I mean, like I said, Davis and um, uh, Walker got more, you know, that's what the, the, the TV that talked about more. But I kept watching Wyatt saying, you know, they don't talk about this guy as much, but man, he's making as many plays as any of them. And he's, he's, he's active, he's doing things. Um, and then when, and it's funny when, the, as the draft approached, I was like, nah, they're not getting him. He's going to, I thought he'd go too soon. Um, I didn't think they would take him at 21. I thought, again, we were all thinking one of the wide receivers were going to fall and they would take a wide receiver at 21 and then take whatever, uh, at 28. And as it mm-hmm. turned out, the, the receivers, no receiver, none of the top, top receivers did fall. And they end up taking Walker, which was kind of surprised a lot. Story of
2: of our life. I mean, that's, that's, you know, they just missed out on Justin Jefferson. So the receivers, it's like, if you want a receiver, it's hard to, it's hard to hope one falls. They just don't seem
1: to be doing that. Unless you like, really like Watson. I mean, you know, he did fall. Um, And then I, and then I kind of talked myself or I got talked off Wyatt to the Packers because again, when I was watching him play at Georgia, I wasn't looking up a lot about him. I was just watching him play saying, this guy's a good player. I didn't realize that he was a little older than your normal college guy. Um, so I, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, Packers don't take guys that are, and that you know they 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 take the 20, 21 year olds, not the twenty-three year olds. Right. But they did, but they broke mold. So they must obviously they really liked them. Right. So they had, so he has, I I got to say he's my favorite because he was a guy that I I watched all fall and kind of liked a lot. Yeah.
2: Well, we're going to get a chance to find out really soon. It's refresh season. It's going to be uh, thumb tendinitis season, as I call it, refreshing all the social media to see what's <laughs> happening at camps. But it's it's time to get get going. It's time to, to make it a reality. And the Packers will make a push to try to end up right here where I'm sitting in Phoenix in yep. February of 2023 for the Super Bowl. Which and you'll means be hosting
1: all of us, right, when we all go out to the game? When we all we'll go and we all place.
2: get a chance to get together. Well, I think what we're probably going to end up doing, Mark, is we're probably going to be – uh, having a post mortem on another season that went awry somehow because the cynic the cynical side of me says every time the Packers come every time the Super Bowl is in Phoenix, the Packers come within a hair of getting there and they don't. So But you know, I mean listen, if they the they just happen to have been really, really good. It was it was ninety the ninety five season, the oh seven season, and the twenty fourteen season. They've had really good teams in all of those years they just you know they happen to have a really good team that was capable of doing it this year's team seems like if they do it is going to have to be more of the 2010 route than the 2011 route or even the 2014 route where they won 12 games right so they just they're going to be up against it a little bit this year but like we've said in on past shows you come in a little bit more chiseled you peak at the right time and anything is possible so we'll see
1: I see I I I, I still think they're the first or second best team in
2: the NFC. Oh, well, they're still very good. They're still very good. There's just, you know, you, you had this, we had these security blankets on the team. Well, I guess I'm, Devontae Adams is really the only only one I'm, I'm talking about, I guess, that was a huge, yeah. huge loss. I mean, they've got that's it. most well, everyone else. And that's if their defense, I mean, if the opponents are going to, you know, if the offense only has to score 20 points a game, that's, you know, that's not too I'll bad. Win a lot of games. They'll, they'll win enough they'll win enough I mean they're going to win the division but they'll win enough to hopefully get a higher seed they don't have to be the top seed but they'll hopefully win enough to have a higher seed and get some favorable matchups in the playoffs but we'll see when all that when all that ends up going on so this now that the the training camp is breaking is that changing anything with regards to what you're going to be writing what's up over at Packer Report now and what's coming
1: up well right now um I'll, I have it's I'm, I'm looking ahead to training camp and I have my uh, three battles to watch on offense that's up now um, and then coming later today Thursday will be three battles to watch on defense during the during the course of camp three things to keep your eye on different position battles things that i you know that I think will be and I get my take on who's you know who's competing and who I think will have the edge and stuff like that for both offense and, and
2: defense. Well, this was a fun one cuz now this is going to add a little wrinkle to how I follow training camp cuz I'm going <laughs> to kind of track our picks and see if, how accurate we were if we end up being right or you know what ends up happening with it. Should be fun. So yep. and then Quick Slants podcast will be back on Monday and every week from now until the end of the season so at least the one show if not, a second, if there's any big news midweek as well. That'll be up over at Game On Wisconsin. So make sure you're subscribed to Game On Wisconsin Podcast. Of course, subscribe to the Pack-A-Day podcast. Hope I got to everybody's weather that got sent in. If I missed anybody, feel free to reach out and give me a super, super hard time for it. And I will read your weather twice next week, I guess. So, Mark, we'll be back at it again next week. We'll be yep. talking some actual Packers training camp. It'll yeah. be a good thing. In the meantime, well, get news. over to get over to Packer Report. Check out Mark's great work. And in the meantime, everybody, it's hot out there everywhere around the globe. So please, everyone, stay hydrated, stay cool. And as always, go, Paco. Go.